HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. My name is Brandon Boy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. I'm HRN's Executive Director, Katie Mosman-Wadler, with a preview of this week's episode of Meat and Three, our weekly food news roundup. Kat Johnson kicked the season off with an episode about food and football, so now we're turning to one of my favorite sports, talking about cookbooks. We'll take a sneak peek at a few recipe breakthroughs that Rose Levy Berenbaum discovered while working on her 12th cookbook. You know, so this was such a eureka thing. People ask me if I still keep learning, and yeah, just thinking about it and trying to find a better way. It happens. And hear about the challenges of writing a book about alcohol from HRN host Souther Teague. The history of drinking is very blurry because people were drinking and no one was writing, taking notes. Plus, we'll get all the expert dish about the most exciting cookbook titles heading to bookstores this fall. Like jazz music, it's been a part of American cuisine for, for centuries. Subscribe to Meet and Three wherever you listen to podcasts and be the first to know when the next episode drops. Welcome to HR and Happy Hour. It's five o'clock somewhere, and somewhere is Bushwick. I'm Kat Johnson, the communications director here at HRN, and as always, here with my co-host Katie Mosman Wadler, our executive director. Thanks, Kat. We're really excited to be back in the studio, back from Portland. We have a bunch of folks in the studio with us today. I'm going to do a round of intros. Um, First, I'll start across the table today. We have our wonderful membership coordinator, Hannah Forden. Happy Thursday. Thanks. Happy Thursday to you. And we have Jordan Werner-Berry, our producer on Modernist Breadcrumbs. Hey. I'll switch last names eventually. I'm just yeah, still getting fine. used to it. No. <laughs> <laughs> we have a brand new wonderful member of our intern team, Amanda Wang. Hey, Amanda. Hello. In the booth, we have Noam Osband making us all sound great. Hey, Noam. Hey. And Liza Ham's hanging around in there, too. Hi, Liza. 
<laughs> She's in the back of the booth. She's waving. Um, and I'm super excited today. We have some really special guests. I'm, I might be biased, but only a little bit. You have to um, say that. Yeah, I mean, it's like pretty cool, you guys. So I have family here today. I Our guest of honor is my nephew, Aaron Gallagher. Hi. And, hey, Aaron. <laughs> uh, and we also have my sister, no, Freya Balmer, who's the head of product for WNYC. So we've got a little extra like radio presence and force in here today with us. Um, but Aaron oh, is uh, really, really a special guest, and we're so psyched to have you. So we're going to um, get into a couple of quick updates and headlines, and then we're going to interview Aaron about all things food and the 80s and everything that he loves. So um, stay with us, and um, we're going to quickly jump in to talk about events and some upcoming announcements and things. Kat, do you want to take it away on those? I do accept that this script has something about National Pepperoni Pizza Day, which got added after I read this. So, I mean, I'm just going to put it out there. Anybody have thoughts on National Pepperoni Pizza Day? Aaron, how do you feel about pepperoni pizza? Uh, um, I don't have it very much, but I like plain much more. You don't like pepperonis. You just like cheese. I love cheese. So I guess our thought on the pepperoni pizza day is, uh, maybe we'll wait till just cheese pizza day. Yeah? Okay. All right. And moving on to other announcements. Well, we just got back from Feast. Katie and Liza and I were at Feast Portland with Andrew Friedman and Dana Cowan. We did two days of broadcast last Friday and Saturday. We did almost 20 episodes of HRN on tour. Uh, We interviewed people like Andrew Zimmern. Bonnie Morales, uh, Michael Solomonov, really, really awesome folks we got to meet out in Portland, got to pop up on the West Coast for one of the first times. We've done San Francisco before, but we've never done Portland, so I'd encourage everyone to check that out, and coming up soon, we will be teasing Meet and Three, our new episode, which is going to be focused on Feast as well. What was the best thing you guys ate at Feast in Portland? Oh, well, I think we are, Kat and I are going to both say the same thing probably, which yeah. is the, um, the brisket yes. tacos that <laughs> smoked yes. from the Vidal's. Um, what's the name of their shop in Austin? Uh, Valentina's Tex-Mex Barbecue in Austin, Texas. I had had their food at the, for the first time at Charleston Wine and Food and they, they did the same thing both times. They bring their, uh, brisket and they do brisket tacos. They make all their tortillas by hand as well. And they actually, I mean, they can't physically go to these festivals and make this brisket there. So they're smoking it in Austin, uh, shrink wrap, like vacuum sealing it and bringing it to wherever they're cooking because otherwise it would take them like two full days to make. And it's, it's just really cool. Like you're like the flavor of like the, the wood that they use for their barbecue is all sealed into, you know, their, their luggage basically. And then they bring it and it's just, it's like the most ridiculous brisket I've ever had. Yeah, I mean, talk about, like, precious cargo. Um, <laughs> like, you hear, like, horror stories about luggage being lost, and when, like, chef luggage gets lost, everybody loses. Oh, it's just terrible. So, uh, oh, God, it was so good, though. Um, and also, they had, like, a very spicy pepper. Um, we shouldn't have optional. That. No, that I don't know what the... I should not have had a second bite after the first bite. It was, like, debilitating, <laughs> but it was so good. Um, also, just, like, PSA. So... On here on HR and Happy Hour, we like to leave you with like valuable pieces of advice that you can take forward into your life. If you live in Portland or you are visiting Portland, there is an Uber. It is a karaoke van, guys. 
You can totally get picked up by a karaoke van, either by surprise, like we were, or you can do it on purpose, like we did the next day, which is, um, look for um, this guy, Ahmed Karaoke, A-H-M-E-D, Karaoke. Oh my God, so fun. And it just totally took us by surprise. We were like, okay, Red Honda Pilot. And uh, and it was the karaoke van, and it was magical. So you're welcome. What'd you sing? What didn't we sing? <laughs> My proudest moment was singing Harper Valley PTA because yes. um, he then turned on the strobe lights and it made me feel like I'd really accomplished something. Yeah. Oh, and the smoke machine. He like rewarded us with effects when we were like less bad. Yeah. There was a smoke machine. Everybody do this thing. You're welcome. That's the stuff of dreams, really. Yeah. yeah. He gets a free sponsorship on HRN. Yes. <laughs> All right. Hannah, you want to talk about our happy hour coming up? I would love to, especially because... It's happy hour right now. Um, but if you want to get up close and personal with the happy hour crew, um, we are having um, one of our member happy hours at Whole Foods in Bryant Park, um, which is in Midtown Manhattan, FYI. Um, and it's going to be on uh, Tuesday, October 2nd from 6 to 8 p.m. So you can come. Um, if you're a member, uh, we will give you beer tokens. So you have some very delicious free beer. If you're not a member, you can come and join. Um, there's usually a raffle and grocery coupons if you want to do some tipsy shopping, which we always recommend. Um, and the incomparable DJ Church, the love, is going to be um, serenading us with some Soul Train-inspired classics. So I'm super excited. And this is actually going to be the last Whole Foods Happy Hour of 2018. So we would love to see you there. I'm going to start a Soul Train dance line. Yes. I'll join you. Okay, cool. I'm in. Um, all right, another announcement we have. Um, Les Dames d'Escoffier, if you've heard of them, they're everywhere. And in New York chapter is going to be holding their fourth annual Next Big Bite, what we will cook, eat, and drink, and crave in 2019. They've been doing this for a few years, and it's basically talking about food trends and where we're going in the future. It's going to be happening on October 1st at the New York Law School, and speakers will include... Guys, this is a big this is a big list. Carla Hall, Christina Tosi, Molly Ye, Dory Greenspan, and many more. Woo! So if you love awesome women in food, this is your event. And tickets are now available at LDNY.org. Another save the date coming up for October 13th is going to be Eat Green, which is the uh, street fair being hosted by the Green Grape. Um, they have wonderfully offered to have that be a benefit for Heritage Radio Network. So please come and uh, have some toast ale. Hang with us. And uh, we'll have more information to come soon on that. But um, it's a Saturday afternoon in Brooklyn. Come and hang. It'll be beautiful. And it's in my beloved neighborhood of Fort Greene. Our beloved, Our beloved neighborhood. <laughs> Hannah and Jordan will give you personal tours of Fort Greene if you go. Like, for real, though. There are so many good eats in that area. Um, and then another save the date is for EscapeMaker.com's annual Apple Palooza. Escape Maker is one of our beloved partners, and they know how to throw an upstate New York party. Um, so this is going to be a harvest celebration, um, which is presented by the New York Apple Association. Um, the it's going to be a tasting event that's going to celebrate all New York state-grown apples and farm-made apple products, including cider, hard cider, pies, cider donuts, um, as well as local wines from the nearby Shawangunk Wine Trail and other amazing New York state craft beverages. This is my neck of the woods, and I'm super... What? Is that why you know how to pronounce Shawangunk? Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> hey, guys. We're all sitting here with, like, 
Total what? impressed face. It is literally my backyard. <laughs> that would have tripped um, me up for sure. I know another Apple product that they could sell. What, what? is it? iPhones. <laughs> um, you can definitely bring your iPhones and take lots of pictures and tag Escape Maker. Oh, how does God. that sound? Um, so yeah, I would love to go to that. You should all go to that. It's going to be on Sunday, September thirtieth, from eleven to five thirty, um, at Piers Sixteenth and Seventeenth at the South Street Seaport, and in conjunction with the Fulton Stall Market Outdoor Sunday Market, there's going to be live music, free samples, and fun for all ages. So check so it out. So it's like going upstate without having to go upstate. Exactly. But <laughs> why would you? Yeah, I mean, do it and then go upstate. Yeah. Exactly. Just stay here. Keep the real estate prices where they are. You can enjoy <laughs> it all from the city. You're welcome. <laughs> all right. Oh, why am I laughing? <laughs> Who even knows anymore, right? Um, okay. Next up, we're going to do some headlines. So, Noam, can you hit us with that sweet, sweet news music? There it is. All right, happy Ooh. fall, all. Happy fall, y'all. Here's what HRN has been putting out over the airwaves in the past week. On the Farm Report, Lisa Held is talking about Big Picture Beef, a company created by farmer Ridge Shin that takes into account the big picture of beef production right down to the quality of the soil. Shin came on Farm Report to talk about his new company, how he's helping farmers transition from grain to grass finishing, the market impacts of imported grass beef, the environmental benefits, and more. And quick hot tip also, Lisa just published a bonus episode today about the farm bill because we are getting very close to that um, being passed. And she interviewed Shelly Pingree of Maine. And I would recommend everyone listen to that because it's something we should all be paying a lot of attention to right now. Go Maine. Uh, all right. And um, this week on Andrew Talks to Chefs, Andrew has on Daniela Soto Inez, and she's talking about her work at Cosme and Atla, which are two amazing Mexican restaurants where she's quickly risen to the sh- rank of chef de cuisine. Uh, she's also talking about why she decided to focus her career on such a singular style of Mexican food and what it's like to build a restaurant in a former strip club. Hey. That sounds exciting. And on this week's episode of Japan Eats, um, it is featuring Yamada Chikara, who is a chef and owner of a new Japanese restaurant in Midtown. Uh, he trained under Farron Adria of El Bulli, and Yamada leans on his background in molecular gastronomy in his cooking. Akiko sat down with Yamada to talk about his unique culinary training, how he expresses the essence of Japanese cuisine in his creative dishes, and what he serves at his restaurant. And as promised, I alluded to earlier, Meet and 3 is back tomorrow with a new episode. And we're bringing you highlights from Feast Portland, where we talked to Michael Solomonoff, Bonnie Morales, Emma Bingston, and yes, the man famous for eating some truly bizarre foods on TV, Andrew Zimmern. That episode drops tomorrow, so make sure you go subscribe now so you know exactly when it comes out. Awesome. Well, that's it. Uh, That was a lot of headlines and events this week. Uh, We've clearly been out of the loop for a minute. (laughs) We're trying to catch up. But I'm really excited now to turn to the man of the hour. Uh, Aaron Gallagher is a fourth grader at Jefferson Elementary School in Maplewood, New Jersey. His favorite band is Foo Fighters, and he's forgotten more about Metallica than you will ever know. (laughs) He knows how to make toast and a few other things. Um, And uh, can I read this line from your bio about the, the thing? Yeah, okay. you can. Uh, memorable food encounters include the time he shoved a raisin so far up his nose, it had to be professionally removed. 
guys. <laughs> this kid likes food. Um, Aaron, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for coming today to be on our show. Oh, sure. I'll do this anytime. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, well, this is going to be the first of many. Uh, so that our listeners can know a little bit more about you, how would you describe yourself? Uh, funny. Many people say that. Uh... Uh, we can start there. And, and, and stylish. About covers it and stylish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, tell us about your shirt. Stylish. What shirt are you wearing? I'm wearing a beetle shirt right now. Who's you- your favorite beetle? Mm, Paul or George, the quiet one and the <laughs> annoying one. <laughs> Keeping it balanced. All right. Um, okay. And what are some of the things that you like to do for fun? Outside of school, which Ooh. you got to leave early today. Wow. Oh, no, I didn't even get now. to go to school today. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. No school. No school. Yeah. I love, see, this is like, we're a really great nonprofit keeping kids out of school so they can come <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> um, so, what are some of your favorite things to do so our listeners can get to know you a little bit? Uh, listening to music. Um, not much more. Uh, Probably playing video games, too. Like, which ones? Um, I've been playing a lot of crossover. Never heard of it. Sorry, dude. (laughs) What is that? It's a racing game. Okay. Like Mario Kart? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard of that one. That's the only one I know. (laughs) We're, like, not that cool. (laughs) Um... Okay, well, this is a food station and a food show. So I have a lot of questions I want to ask you about food. Um, yeah. And, like, particularly, uh, you, I know, get to eat a lot of ridiculously good food because my sister is a ridiculously great cook. Um, but you also sometimes eat food in other places like school. Uh, yeah. What is that like? Like, what is your lunch that you usually have at school and what do you think about the food at your school i mean it's better than old food but um what do you mean old food like old school food that was crap like school lunch of my when i had school lunch is that what you mean okay yeah Yeah, yeah. i'm sure i hope it's better than that (laughs) i wasn't allowed to eat that (laughs) it's um it's bad but not as bad as you think it would be. It's not totally bad. The pizza is awesome. Really? Um, Do they still cut it with scissors? No! <laughs> that was it. Okay, everybody in this room, how many of you had your school lunch pizza cut with scissors? Check. Yes. Okay, I'm seeing several raised hands. Mine was I, a few. We only had Engl- yes, yeah, English muffin really pizza. What? We only had English oh. muffin pizza. Oh, Vermont. Vermont. <laughs> so where I went to school in Alabama, it's like the pizza came in like big rectangular sheets. And I, I yeah. honestly think it was like pre-cut. Mm. Really? Like like it showed up frozen but cut. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then when they uh-huh. when they baked it, it would like float a lake of grease up to the top. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so remember the pizza napkins? Like, you get, oh, you yeah. get it. You get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it was just like you would just like beg the like lunch staff, like, can you just please cook this more? Because it would come out half cooked, and you're like, this is, this is gonna be bad regardless. But if you would just like cook it more, at least we can like pretend that we get a little caramelization or something. I don't know. You know what they say though? There's no such thing as bad pizza. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I just don't know if no. that's true. <laughs> uh, okay, but Aaron, what are some pizza of, like, hut's a thing? Can you give us some examples of school lunch that? 
like you have maybe one school lunch that you like and one school lunch that you don't like? Uh, I like their subs and ham sandwiches, but I don't like their chicken nuggets. Interesting. Wow. They're bland. Kid, kid who doesn't they like don't, chicken nuggets. They don't have flavor at all. What They're, are the sauce options? Uh, ketchup, barbecue sauce, syrup for some reason. Ooh. They give you syrup with chicken nuggets? No, but they have waffles with it. Oh, chicken it's like a waffles. chicken and waffles thing. Do you like chicken and waffles? Will you make an exception? Um, yeah. I put syrup on chicken before. It's really good. Um, sorry, I'm trying to interpret a hand signal. Um, hold on, I'll come back to that. Um, okay, and outside of school lunch, Aaron, I have seen you eat a vegetable here and there. Talk to me about vegetables. Um, I love tomatoes. I'll eat tomatoes anytime. Technically a fruit, but go on. Uh, I like potatoes. Mm-hmm. Especially in deep fried, um, you know. French fry form. And I love mashed potatoes with gravy. They're the only things I eat at Thanksgiving. They have like True. Thanksgiving themed and Christmas themed school lunches and they are so good. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> but just because you only eat mashed potatoes and gravy. Um, Apparently there's else? no such thing as bad mashed potatoes and gravy. <laughs> All right. Um, and so, Erin, you get a lot of, like, pressure from people about what to eat. And can you just give your perspective on, like, why is that? Why is it important to eat a lot of different foods? And, like, what's it going to take to get you to eat everything on your plate? Um, it's important to eat different stuff because you can go to different countries and you're like, I know this style, it's a really good style, but if you're going to different countries and you don't know what, like, steamed vegetables are, and they're, that's literally the type of restaurant that you're eating at, you don't know what to order. You don't know what's good and bad. Uh, I'm at the steamed vegetable shop and I don't know how to eat a steamed vegetable. I'm pretty much Help! out of luck. <laughs> I want a burger with cheese! <laughs> Um, well, it's true, because you can't always get what you want. Um, you can try sometimes. <laughs> Ant jokes. Yeah, sorry. It's, I can't resist. Um, okay, and what about, like, the importance of knowing where your food comes from? Is that important? Oh, yes. Because you don't want to eat um, rats behind the dunce food. You don't want to eat rats behind the dumpster? Yeah. You don't agree, want- agree. Yeah. Yes. You don't want to have a burger patty that uh, you don't know where it's from, and it could be just a bull's penis. <laughs> it could, and that's why it's important to know your farmer, right? Yes. Um, how, how do you think people can get to know more about where their food comes from? Uh, read labels. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, yeah. Uh, do you think that if the label says that it's all natural, that that's automatically better? If it's from Stop and Shop, yes. It's If it's from 
trade of zeros, yes. But it's from like, what if it's from like an unknown bodega? Probably not. They just want hmm. money. Well, I don't know. I have some nice bodegas in my neighborhood. But I think what you're saying maybe is that it's important to understand the practices of the store that you're buying food from, right? And make yeah. sure that like they care about you enough to like know what they're selling you, right? Um, do you think kids your age know and think about where their food comes from or why that might be important? Uh... Not a lot of them, but my best friend, yeah. And tell me about that. So, my best friend, she made this really nice cookie batch, and she used all organic ingredients, and she knew where um, her she was getting her food, since her family in Wisconsin has a farm, and she used direct um, stuff from there. So, Why did she do those things? Because it's good to eat fresh. And I'm not using that as a Subway slogan. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Not Subway. Not you guys. We're talking about something else here. Um, and that was really nice. that She made those cookies to, to share with people, right? So do you think she was trying to send a message in using those ingredients to the people that she was sharing the cookies with? Well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> what was the message? Eat fresh. All right. Subway. <laughs> what kind? What kind of cookies were they? They were um, freshly baked uh, chocolate chip cookies. Ooh, nice. <sighs> Sweet. So you're getting into cooking a few things, right, Erin? What are some of the things that you like to make right now that you know how to make? Uh, toast, bagels, and eggs. Ooh, tell me about the eggs. Whoops, I dropped my phone. Sorry. Um, eggs. I love eggs because they're nice, sometimes flat, sometimes scrambled, sometimes cook in a way that you can't remember. <laughs> there are so many ways to cook eggs. I have a question. What are flat eggs? Uh, sunny side up eggs with oh, a little okay. lump of a hill. Inside. Oh, that's that's my favorite kind too. <laughs> Me too. It's like the the egg is flat with a little hill. Yeah, mm-hmm. I gotcha. Yeah. Whoop! <laughs> Landscape eggs. <laughs> Yeah. That's how flat eggs sound. Yeah. Do it again. There you go. What kind of egg is that? That sounds like scrambled. I think that was the chicken. I think we should do like an interpretive audio album about eggs. Done. Done. Can you make a hard boiled egg sound? How does a hard boiled egg sound? Um, I've never had one. <gasps> what? Gasp. I've never had one. Have you ever had a deviled egg? She makes them. Katie makes them. I don't eat them, though. Oh. <laughs> you should try them. They're delicious. Mm-hmm. They're like eggs with little surprises inside. Mm. Cat makes really good heart <laughs> They're eggs, deviled. So. Yeah. I mean, but they're deviled. If we called, if we called them angel eggs, would so you eat metal. them? Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. Too I'm not holy, but I'm not unholy. Don't you think like Metallica eats deviled eggs? Oh, for sure. Oh, neat. I bet that that's like a requirement in in like the dressing room. Their totally. rider. Yeah. It's on the rider. Yeah. yeah. Only green skittles and deviled eggs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wasabi deviled. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, should we take a quick break? And when we come back, we'll ask a few more questions and then we will do some trivia. Are you up for trivia? Oh, yes. All right. You're <laughs> almost as excited about trivia as I am every week. Okay, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Cut. This is the best episode of Happy Hour. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Brandon Boy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Wish you were gone a short time. Seems forever. I admit left I cried. Tears falling from down my eyes. We're back, guys. It's HR and Happy Hour. I'm Katie Mosman Wadler with my co-host Kat Johnson and my amazing nephew Aaron Gallagher and my sister Freya Balmer and the whole HR and crew up in here. And we are um, just making some quick adjustments, but we're continuing our conversation with Aaron about like kid food, but there's no real such thing as kid food. So we're just talking about food and school food. And, and I think that Kat has a question. You just made me think of something, Katie, because you said there's no such thing as kid food. I would like to ask you, Aaron, when you go to a restaurant and you see a kid's menu, how do you feel about it? Do you order off the kid's menu or do you say, nah, let me go for that adult menu? Sometimes, sometimes no, because sometimes the kid's menu is just garbage. (laughs) And you could be eating at a nice restaurant and then they have... Uh, McDonald's chicken nuggets. <laughs> nuggets. And you're like, uh-uh. No. Um, I'm probably going to order uh, the bacon, egg, and gouda sandwich. Yeah. Gouda. Oh, I love the bacon, egg, and gouda sandwich at Starbucks. <laughs> Mom. That's a good one. That's like the super smoky one, Mom, right? answer. What? Uh, you yeah, have experience true, with true this? True story. Yes, I, I order it Confirm. every time. <laughs> Actually, uh, the kid menu thing is, um, you know, when Aaron was maybe about four years old, uh, we he, he brought up the idea, you know, that there was sort of a kid's food and grown-up food, and I took that as uh, an opportunity to teach him his first swear word, um, which is, I don't know what I'm going to let you say on the radio. And but you can definitely say it. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that was our, you know, sometimes you, you like to use uh, swear words as a teaching desi- device because, you know, when, the, when you swear, it kind of, like, releases dopamine and, you know, resonates at a, at a little bit of a higher frequency. But uh, I don't, I don't I know how much that, You had that other, the other good one the other day with the toe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because science. When you stub your toe, you are allowed to say things you like, might not otherwise say because science yeah because science because <laughs> it, it, because dopamine and endorphins you know you gotta like take care of that stuff so by I'll the way am I, am, is the child allowed to say bad words on this never <laughs> no you don't know any bad words except for <laughs> bullshit <laughs> um and shit alone <laughs> I knew it was coming I was just yes. waiting for it I knew he was like he had it loaded Drink. it was gonna like be let fly I know beep oh, can we turn this into a drinking game like every time my kid swears on like 
radio shots. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, I think we already did. Yeah. Uh, we're there. Um, okay, Erin, what's your favorite restaurant? Um, Tandoori Chef in um, in my little town, Maplewood. There's this really nice Indian restaurant that I love called Tandoori Chef. Two. I don't know if there's a first one. <laughs> Is that the one that I went to with mom that has a table in the alley? Yeah, that's the place. It's yes. awesome. It's yeah, really they have good. some like laser disco lights out in the alleyway too if you sit outside. And they're so nice. The people were so nice to us. Also, they have uh, Indian Chinese food, which I really yeah. love. Like uh, Manchurian cauliflower. Yeah, <laughs> so good. It's so good. Love that. Um, okay, and Erin, if you could like eat anything from anywhere in the world for your lunch tomorrow, what would it be? Indian. Well, that was easy. What's your favorite dish? Um, butter chicken and with naan. Good choice, good choice. Mm. What kind of naan? Um, garlic naan. Yes. yes. Which is excellent choices all around. We are related. Erin, yeah. <laughs> do you ever try cooking Indian food at home? Uh, um, no. I would, even if I did, I would probably suck. Well, I have a hint for you. Not that I've tried this myself, but I have a friend who writes a lot about Indian food, and she says that, yes, shout out to Priya Krishna, who, by the way, is running the marathon, so donate to her. She's raising money for lymphoma and leukemia society. Is she good at everything? Yeah, she is. It's pretty annoying, Uh, but I love her. Uh, So she she writes a lot about Indian food, and she says that um, there's actually a lot of people that have written books about cooking Indian food at home in the Instant Pot. Supposedly, oh, really yeah. good I've for that. I've made her butter chicken, actually. Yes. Yeah. So I think you, if I can cook in the instant pot, Erin, you can cook in the instant pot. I can cook in the instant pot. Totally. Erin, how, how did your mom's butter chicken in the instant pot compare to the restaurant's butter chicken? Um, I've never. Had yes, it. you did. <laughs> um, Sounds like she has to make it again. Womp womp. <laughs> I forget. So. But my dad has made butter chicken from like Trader Joe's and it's pretty good compared. It's Tandoori Chef is much better. Uh but in a pinch. Yeah. Joe's got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh okay, so we're getting to that time of our show where we're going to do trivia. And our trivia has a, a little bit of a theme uh, this week, Aaron, and that theme was chosen for you. It's a little bit of a carryover from a related theme we did last week. But, Erin, is it not true that you enjoy many things of the 1980s? Yes! <laughs> so, uh, so we're going to do 80s trivia, but we're going to throw a little bit of a twist into this. Because, I don't know, I, I'm confident in your ability, but you also did not live in the 80s. <laughs> So not even or close. the 90s. Yeah. Oh yes, I did. Oh, okay. Well, there's something we don't know here. I think what we should do because not everyone in here has seen the questions. So if you don't know the answer, you can pick one person to throw it on them, and they have to try to answer it. Sound good? Okay. All right. It can be anybody. And how many times can I do that? Like five or as many times as I want. We'll just say once, so we can just keep going through them because okay. we've got we've got once plenty of questions. Question. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You ready? Yeah. Question number one. This band is known for the 1987 hit, Welcome to the Jungle. Guns N' Roses. Got it. (laughs) For the record, I wouldn't have gotten that. (laughs) All right, question number two. Am I saying this right? Dave Mustaine 
was one of Metallica's original guitarists. What band did he go on to? Did he go on to form? Megadeth. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You can't do that in Jeopardy. you got to let me finish the question. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, question number three. Nikki Six is known as the bassist from what 80s rock band? Motley Crue. Got it. Are you for real? I, I told you a writer that these were like maybe going to be too hard, but I was like, try it. He'll be, I was like, he'll know them, but also they might be a lot. But no, what do I know? We didn't need a safety net for him. <laughs> All right, question number four. This singer replaced David Lee Roth as the lead singer of Van Halen in 1985. I don't actually know that one. Oh, you want to throw it on somebody? Oh. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I have a feeling. Mom. Who looks like they most know it? Sammy Hagar. Got it. <laughs> Your mom's the best phone a friend here. All right, question number five. Hip-hop group Public Enemy collaborated with which prominent metal band on a remake of their 1989 single, Bring the Noise? Uh, uh. I'll give you a hint. It's something you don't want to receive in the mail. Taxes. (laughs) (laughs) Freya, you want to give it a shot? Anthrax. That's right. <laughs> well, yeah, What's that's, anthrax? that's after your time, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last question. What is the name of Metallica's original bassist? Uh, Cliff Burner or Ron McGovney? No, the first one you had it. <laughs> Ron McGovney was actually the very first original bassist, but um, I don't think you would know that. <laughs> Well, we clearly did. <laughs> clearly, we had no idea the level of your 80s knowledge. And I even, like, I knew. Like, I, I know how into the 80s you are, and I am blown away. Give me a huge high five. That Woo! was ridiculous. I don't know how you did that. I swear to God, I did not give him the questions before. <laughs> no one's ever done that well on trivia. No. Our, like, <laughs> seriously, all the chefs, like, we have some really smart chefs come on. Like, Patrick is the one that I always think kind of, like, games the system because he just, like, knows every trivia question ever. But, like, he's just really good at trivia. But, Aaron, you're 10, and I don't know how you did that. You were not alive in the 80s. But I maybe you were. Maybe you were. What do I know? In a past time travel. I was only alive for part of the 80s, so <laughs> I don't know. Okay, and we saved some jokes for the end. But I was going to ask you, Aaron, if can you tell us a joke real quick? And then I'll tell you some jokes. Uh, does it have to be related to food? I, bonus points if it is, but any joke will do. Hmm. Any old joke will do. Oh, I have one. Okay, go. <laughs> Why yeah. does an Irishman only put 249, uh, 39 beans in his chili? <laughs> I know it, I know it. Because if he put <laughs> one more, it would be too farty. <laughs> <laughs> You're okay. Hannah. Aaron, do you... Oh, no. <laughs> Hannah's having an I've issue. I've gotten in a lot of aunt trouble for making toilet jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so I really appreciate that as a mother, you're doing it because I feel like no, whenever I, I hang out... I just, like, give up. You know? Yeah. Like, when I hang out with my niece and nephew, I'm like, wait, let's make potty jokes really yeah. quietly so your mom doesn't hear. <laughs> that, the ship has do- sailed. The Dang. cow is out of the barn or whatever. Like... My aunt joke doesn't have to do with food, but it's how do you throw a party in space? Don't know. You plan it. <laughs> <laughs>
Noam, did you have one? No, what I was going to say, no, I don't have a joke. I was going to say that my my sister and brother-in-law are so obliging to toilet humor with their kids that I actually am called by them Uncle Duty. <laughs> but, but the joke, which only the oldest ones get, is I tell them, call me Uncle Duty, but you have to spell it D-U-T-Y because what I'm teaching you is to be responsible. He does not get that palm, but the, the older oh, ones do. Oh. Well, thanks for sharing, Uncle Duty. <laughs> Aaron, do you have a joke for us? Um, um, what do you say to Katie's best friend? I, I, I don't know. Hey, man. Oh, guys, that's so good. <laughs> um, guys, my bestie from college, her name is Heyman. She's Korean. That's amazing. <laughs> that's so good. That's an OG joke. Yeah, really I didn't specific. know it was going to be it's custom, custom for me. I feel yes. so special. Wow. Um, well, I have like a quick roster of like food oh, I have another jokes here. Oh, what's, give joke. us another one. Can we have a kit here? Because we have a cat. Oh. <laughs> Bring me off a piece of that. Oh. <laughs> Do you want to hear a few like extra jokes that we have? Sure. Well, I'm going to turbo through. We're going to close out the show with like the extra jokes list. Are you ready? Everybody. Extra jokes list. Buckle your seatbelts. Okay. What do you call a cheese that is not yours? Nacho cheese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's a twin? Okay, okay, okay. Come on with the womp womp. <laughs> What's a twin's favorite fruit? A pear. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, yeah. What you got? I have a joke. What was, uh, what's your least favorite kind of cheese? I don't know. I don't have a least favorite kind of cheese. American. The one that fetters you, fights you. <laughs> <laughs> These are like um, yeah. handcrafted. I uh, love this. The Heyman joke was just so good that, that I, I'm like I can't. still reeling. I can't wait to send her this episode. <laughs> She's gonna be like so blown away. Also, it's uh, Chuseok this Saturday, so we're having oh. Korean Thanksgiving at Heyman's house. So mm. I'm a little excited. So I'm gonna bust this out in front of everyone. Erin, <laughs> um, you might have to Facetime us for that telling of that joke Absolutely. by the way okay you're on the hook it's on record <laughs> what's an egg's least favorite day Mr. Friday egg. you got it <laughs> you're a master of these terrible <laughs> <food> <laughs> jokes. what nuts always seem to have a cold cashews <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a fake noodle and in pasta. Yes. <laughs> Are you getting these? Okay, Incredible. last one, last one. Oh, I have one. Okay, errands, and then one more. About noodles. Okay, go. <laughs> well, I have two. Okay, go. Um, what's your favorite kind of food to eat that you also build a house with? Uh... <laughs> a walnut. Logs, a wall, a walnut. Ah. I thought it was gonna be about pasta. Yeah, that was a 
And there's another and, and there's another pasta joke. Okay. What does a what does a raw noodle say? Boil me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm raw, man. Just cook me. I'm ramen. Oh <laughs> All right. Slow, slow clap. Slow clap. You're All right. Genius. Can you do the womp, womp, womp? From Brian on cue. We're related. Uh, okay, okay. Last joke. Last joke. We're almost out of time. Very last joke. Whoa. <laughs> Why don't eggs tell jokes? Because they'd crack each other up. That's our show. <laughs> Big thanks, everybody. Thank you to Hannah, Jordan, Amanda, Noam in the booth, Liza, who has run off, my wonderful sister, Freya, my amazing nephew, Aaron, and my beautiful co-host, Kat. Thanks, everybody, for listening to HRN Happy Hour. And join us next week. We will be back uh, every Thursday at 5. See you then. Bye-bye. <laughs> HRN Happy Hour is powered by Simplecast. Simplecast is a popular hosting and analytics platform that allows podcasters to easily host and publish to apps like Apple Podcasts. If you have a podcast or are looking to create your very first, check it out. Try it for free and save half off your first three months at simplecast.com forward slash heritage. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.